0: Welcome to A Game of Two Halves, a sports show from the Straits Times that's currently asking what is up with the Liverpool away kit. I'm Jonathan Roberts and I'm joined by SD Sports Correspondents, David Lee and Sezali Abdulaziz. Hello guys. Hello. Okay, today we're going to be talking EPL and a little bit of the football at the Asian Games, seeing there's so many upsets there. But before we get into that, uh, those of you who listened to the podcast that uh, came out last week, Cezali, you're slightly clairvoyant, you were saying that Marino had lost the
1: plot I only respond to the oracle or the clairvoyant now. So yes, it was upset, but I, I think you know some people might have seen it coming. Like you know, I pointed to last season's uh, defeat, Manu lost there as well. Mm. Uh, but it was really a perfect storm, You know, for it to happen.
0: Okay, we'll get into that a bit later. But first, your best matches, David. What was the best match of the weekend for you? For me, it's the early game, Chelsea
2: beating Arsenal 3-2. It could have been double the amount of <laughs> goals. Yes. Uh,
1: yeah, he could have been 6-4, yes. I played the fantasy Premier League. If I had in my team, I would be super upset. He could have scored a first half hat trick. Yep. So, but you know, he, he blazed two or three identical chances over the bar from like the penalty spots. For the neutral, it was a great game.
0: But trouble in paradise for Arsenal?
1: I don't think so. I mean I, I saw a clip of Gary Neville uh, de- defending uh, Unai Emery, and, and I think he was spot on because you know some people have come out and said, you know, Unai Emery has got to sort of you know, be a bit more pragmatic in his approach Again, never saying, you know, he's not trying to build a team to get 8 points from 5 games eh, and avoid relegation, he's trying to build a team with style that can win the Premier League in, in due time. Yeah, it's gonna be a tough season it's gonna, you know, it's gonna get harder before it gets yeah, easier
2: Let's not forget, they, they, they played 2 top teams uh, in the first 2 games.
0: I mockingly said mighty mighty uh, Brighton uh, turns out,
1: they really were, they were mighty mighty yeah.
0: against Man United, yeah. yeah. So, What's going wrong there?
1: Menu players seemed a bit um, off, a lot off actually. Paul Pogba at one point literally passed the ball straight out. You know, they they, they were so lackadaisical. You know, they lost the ball in dangerous positions. They, they didn't look hungry. Uh, and of course, like I mentioned, you know, Brighton. You know, you got 34-year-old striker Glenn Murray scoring a, a flick. Over yeah. one of the worst best goalkeepers,
2: yeah. like Zidane, you know. Yeah, like
1: you know, Zidane or Messi mm. would be proud of. So, um, all these things add together. But you know, I think if I was a Manchester United fan, uh, I would be really, really worried. I
0: mean, until Pogba scored that penalty, the result looked even worse.
1: And it should be honestly. Yeah. I think I deservedly think it, so. It glossed over, a bit, you know, it gave them a bit of uh, credibility to the scoreline, which they didn't deserve because it really was a you know a poor game from from Man United.
0: Well, David Pogba has been vocal about his disappointment in the team. Um, Do you think he's going to stick around? Is he going to be looking for an early exit? His agent has been flogging him around pre-season. Barcelona looked
2: a uh, likely destination before the season started. If Pogba is unhappy, he will leave. And I think a lot of people gave uh, Ed Woodward some stick for not uh, reinforcing the defence in in pre-season. But I think Mourinho should shoulder most of the responsibility. Look at the team, they are not a bad team. It's up to the manager to lift the morale, to cajole them into better performances and now Mourinho doesn't even want to talk to the media about uh, to assess what went wrong. So there's an air of negativity around Old Trafford. So, at least. So do you think he's lost the changing room? He's lost the plot yeah, like, like yeah. you guys I, said, said earlier and, and it's common you know. Everywhere he's went, towards the end of his reign, he, he's lost the dressing room and I don't understand why he was offered a contract extension.
1: You mentioned you know you wanted to see how Liverpool this this current Liverpool team react to being behind. Mm. That Man United team went behind and still played as though they were four 0 up, which is and they weren't really good at it. I haven't recalled a poorer performance from a Man United team even you know when they played so called boring football. The
2: problem is it's not a new thing. This happened at the end of last season as well, so it's becoming a trend. And, it, and it's worrying for United.
0: Well, Graham Souness said they haven't played this badly since the 80s.
1: They haven't played as badly as any of Graham Suna's team. So <laughs> <laughs> not, yeah. So.
0: team. to slightly happier things, best players. Who are uh, the best players this weekend?
1: Well, I have to say Sergio Aguero and, you know, he was in the mood. Like. This Aguero is unplayable. I just sometimes I wonder, he's so short, he's so stocky. How does he thrive in the Premier League? He will go down as one of the Premier League's greatest. Uh, well, so Man- well,
0: Man go. City did decimate Huddersfield, I think they're still picking parts of Huddersfield off the pitch But then again, you'd expect that sort of scoreline against that kind of team, right?
1: Huddersfield last year showed they had some steal at home sometimes but they also folded at times Similar to Brighton, you know, sometimes they can pull off a short result at home sometimes, other times they don't For the next five games, add to that Huddersfield would be six,
2: they'll be playing Uh, recently promoted teams You know, all six of them from last season and this season So, they could go on a seven match winning streak and leave everybody in their wake And, and, um, talking about best player I think uh, Cardiff goalkeeper, Neil Etheridge deserves a shout out Uh, He's from the Philippines First ASEAN player to to play in the Premier League Kept a clean sheet against Newcastle, stopped uh, injury time penalty That's his second penalty saved in in back-to-back games
1: I don't think I'm being bitter here but You know, it wasn't that Fantastic, a save, it was more of a poor penalty by, by Kennedy, the, the Newcastle player, but, you know, we'll forgive him, like. he's been one of our better players.
0: Harry Kane has broken his August duck. Hooray for Harry Kane.
1: You know, since we're talking about Spurs, I think the one player that deserves some praise is Lucas Moura. He's looked very exciting, uh, he scored a wonderful goal and he's really, you know, helping um, Spurs forget they don't have Son at the Asian Games.
0: And seeing as you brought Spurs up, let's get on to the upcoming matches, what's looking good. In fact, Spurs seem to be the only Really exciting match coming up as they're going to be playing Man United Tuesday morning, 3am.
2: Not looking forward to it as a United fan.
0: Not right now, no. (laughs) no, no. What, What are your predictions? What do you think is going to happen?
2: If United continue to play like this,
0: I think Spurs
2: are going to win. Simple as that.
1: It's this sort of games where menu, especially when, when they're on a bad run or, or they, they come off a poor result and then they face a sort of strong team. It's precisely this sort of game that they grind out a 1-0 win. I, I just think that sometimes they pose this kind of weird results, especially mm. against big teams. Um,
0: well, let's not forget Sars so is slightly clairvoyant with this. Slightly. slightly. Uh, slightly. Uh, Slightly. Yeah, we're not good with numbers. Yeah.
1: Small
0: <laughs> <lines>. <laughs> yeah. Let's get on to the Asian Games. The football at the Asian Games. There've been a few upsets. I don't know if you could say this is continuing the trend from the World Cup of the minor teams upsetting the big teams. But we've had Malaysia beat South Korea and Vietnam beat Japan. So I mean, especially with the South Korea match because they've they've got more hinging on their success, which is the uh, not having to do NS, but do you think, I mean, is this now the time for smaller teams to come up, especially in our region?
1: Just to add on, uh, Myanmar also beat uh, Iran. Iran. At the ageing games level, or, or multi-sport games like this, um, it's usually age group football, so you do tend to see the, the less sort of, um, you know, dominant nation, sometimes post good results. Uh, having said that, I think, you know, it's it's uh, obviously positive for football in the region to have, you know, teams like Malaysia and Thailand and, and Vietnam and Myanmar I get to mix it with some of the, you know, traditionally uh, top teams uh, in Asia. And, and I I actually tweeted this when the draw came out and I saw all the groups and that, you know, a lot of Southeast Asian countries had a lot of big guns in their groups and Malaysia get to test themselves against South Korea and so on and so forth. You know, but we weren't allowed to uh, cross the Straits of Malacca. You know, I mean, it was... It's as simple as that, you know, we are so near yet so far
2: I think it's a big disappointment when you see our neighbouring countries do well Not because we are jealous but we are not even at the party Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. you know, I think it deserves a a relook, the criteria for the football team to go to the Asian Games because we're missing out on the experience and who knows, you know, we, we could have
1: been the one delivering... Oh well, yeah, I mean,
0: as good a time as any to be
1: there. As much as the SNOC likes to say, Asian Games is not an avenue to gain experience, it's where you should compete. For football, it's slightly different, because like, like we mentioned, it's an age group tournament.
2: The FAS also has to play ball and plan it advance friendlies against reputable opponents so that they can justify their selection for major games like this.
0: Well, in lieu of the Singapore side being there, guys, what do you think are the matches that we should be watching?
2: I think in the round of 16, uh, we'll see if Malaysia can pull off another upset, they'll be up against Japan. And uh, South Korea, the defending champions, will, will play mighty Iran. So NS exemption depends on on that. You know,
1: it's always nice to support another country from a region. Or, I mean, a fellow, a, a, a fellow ASEAN country. and there is some pride. You know, like when we saw Neil Etheridge. You know, we covered Suzuki Cups when when he was playing for Philippines. Yeah, you know, he was man of the match against Singapore, ironically. But there's there's always pride when when Southeast Asian teams do well and Southeast Asian players do well. So you know, I think they are ones to look out for. Well, thank you
0: guys for joining me today. Plenty of sporting action, both near and far there. And if you wanna read what they have to say about it, you can read their stuff at StraitsTimes.com. And if you wanna to listen to the podcast version of this, it's available at iTunes and Google Podcast. Until next time, goodbye.